0: to another episode of Sexy Marriage Radio, where we're having honest, straightforward conversations about marriage and sex and love, where we do believe that the best sex happens in the marriage bed because of the sacredness and the blessedness that marriage is, and we want married sex to be all that it possibly can be. So if you're new to the show, welcome. Glad you're here. Uh, send us emails. Let us know what you think. Also, you can send us comments, questions, topic ideas to feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. This is an email that came in um, a little while ago in regards to the Sexy Marriage Radio getaway, which happens in the summers. Uh, This is regards to last summer uh, from somebody that is familiar to our audience, at least I would hope, if you've been around for a long time. So I'm just going to let her voice uh, carry the message and before I do that, though, I do have to let everybody know uh, my co-host for this episode is my wife, Pam.
1: Hey, guys. Happy to be here today.
0: <laughs> so went all this way without even bringing her into the show. Look at look at That's how all
1: good. It's all good. All right.
0: So this is uh, hey, Corey, and Shannon. My name is Molly. I've been married to the most amazing man, Jack, for two and a half years, but together for six. We've got two beautiful daughters. Our marriage has an incredible amount of ups and downs. First year was the hardest. We fought every other week, and the only thing we fought about was sex. Not that we weren't having it, but it was about my sexual confidence in the bedroom. I believe both Jack and I are high desires, but in completely different ways. About a year ago, we started fighting every week, and these weren't little fights. They were the fights that left us not talking to each other for days, and the D word was even being thrown around. My husband got me hooked on listening to Sexy Marriage Radio, which helped... But not completely. I was even on the, uh, uh, an air with Sexy Marriage Radio for episode 280, hoping that it, wouldn't, that, hoping that it would help me, but it, re- it really didn't. We fought about a few episodes that we even listened to together, but we both had no idea what to do. So we knew we loved each other very much, so we decided to do counseling with Corey via Skype. While on our couple session, Corey recommended that we attend the getaway. We both decided that we would go, and I mean, at that point, we would have d- tried anything. The Sexy Marriage Radio Getaway was the greatest thing we've ever done. The topics they cover and the intimate moments my husband and I shared together was well worth the money we spent. We considered that trip to be our honeymoon, as we did not have enough when we actually got married to go on a honeymoon. Jack and I had some of the deepest conversations at the getaway, and it really opened, us up, both, opened up both our eyes to what we have together. I realized who I was during the getaway with some of the activities they made us do, especially during the life mapping, as well as Jack, Well, let me tell you, since the getaway, Jack and I have talked more, laughed more, and the sex, well, I won't go into too much detail, but wow. We have not had a single fight since the getaway in June. Now we talk about things, even though they're difficult. We're extremely happy. Actually, we just bought our very first house. We're living the dream, and I want to thank Corey and Shannon for their advice and counseling on marriage and sex. I know for a fact that every single getaway they hold, Jack and I will be there. To all the married couples out there having any kind of issue, please take the time to communicate with your spouse and express your feelings. It's well worth the reward of a fantastic marriage. Again, thank you for changing our lives. Jack, I know you're listening, and I love you very much. P.S. Be naked when I get home. Thank you, Molly. (laughs)
1: Love that, Molly. Thank you. That was such a great testimony.
0: It really is. Love it. So if you are interested in the Sexy Marriage Radio getaway. We can't promise that if you come to the getaway, um, you're going to get your very first house and never fight. (laughs) (laughs) Let's add that disclaimer. (laughs) But we can promise you're going to get a a fantastic four days to really look at marriage and your own life through a different lens at a much deeper level than what we do on the show.
1: Yeah, it's great. It's a great way to to. Be together as a couple, it's, rela- it's a relaxed weekend. It's not like we're in session nonstop. We purposefully put in there a lot of leisure time and time for just you as a couple.
0: Correct. And so the next one coming up is June 21st through the 24th in 2018. So it's next summer. It's at the Marriott Solana, again, in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, just north of DFW Airport. Yeah, so, make
1: it a make it a Christmas present. Put something under the tree. We can come up with some sort of certificate to give you yep. if you need to do that. Send
0: it, if you are interested in gifting this to your spouse, send us an email, feedback at sexymarriesradio.com, and we'll get you a nice little gift certificate that you can uh, say, Hey, I've, I've booked us a spot. I've saved us a slot. So... Uh, it's worth coming. It's worth taking the time out. So go ahead and save the dates now. We'll have more information and registrations will open up uh, after the first of the year, but uh, June 21st to the 24th. It's worth it's worth coming. So I hope you join us. Yeah. So one of the things that uh, from last week's show, on the undone and then redone uh, with Trey and Melody, um, they shared their story and their journey. And it's interesting because we've talked about uh, the topic of pornography and the struggle on a couple different episodes in the past um, where Shannon and I have talked about this. Even Gina and I covered this. But we had an email that came in now that Pam has set in for a couple of episodes that said it was great to hear Corey and Pam on the show together. And she did an amazing job, which I would agree, Pam. Thank you. So in the past... Um, the emailer was was asking I've, I've shared about my struggle and so while she's really appreciated the journey and the and the thoughts that that, she, that I've had or even Shannon's had, she would like to know what it was like for Pam
1: right. So here I am to <laughs> kind of share. From a wife's perspective, I mean, por- pornography usage we typically hear is is the man using. Yes, sometimes it's it's the woman, but stereotypically it's going to be right. um, the man using. And so, here's the wife, and and I'm I'm the wife that doesn't necessarily understand that. At all that round, I get that people. I get temptation. I get attraction to the opposite sex. But at the time, especially, I was like, when this all came out, Corey and I were um, engaged, yeah. right? Yep. So uh, a week
0: before the wedding, a
1: week before the wedding, Corey shares with me um, that pornography is an issue for him, mm-hmm. and we had been dating for four and a half years already. So you know we had a history there. It's not like we had known each other just a brief period of time. Um, so there were there were some specific questions this email asked that I'm I'm gonna kind of we'll go through some of these as the show goes on. Mm-hmm. You know, one of them was, "Hey, when did you find out?" Well, you know, I found out before we ever got married. Right. And and Corey, I went
0: the hope the hope for yeah. so the 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 struggle pornography entered my world uh when i was 10 or 11 um from neighborhood uh fathers it was like so the the brothers well the, the kids sons, introduced the kids it to you the kids introduced the, the, me and the fathers had the magazines so the
1: fathers had them laying around right. easily so that's accessible that's how
0: we that's how i stumbled upon this um so it's one of those that i it was a struggle through adolescence. And then I knew with Marriage on the Horizon, my thought was, I, I, I'm I, really struggling with this, and I want to unburden myself with this struggle in an attempt to be honest and in an attempt to have the possibility of us growing closer together. That was the Disneyized version of what I was hoping would happen Right, with and this can self-disclosure. Any you, yeah,
1: can any of you guess if that worked <laughs> that way? No, no, <laughs> no, it didn't work that way because that's not the meaning that I attached to it, right? To me, it was, oh my goodness, he's just lowered in my eyes. he he it's it was an a respect hit for me because now, um, my future husband, who I had thought at that point had this superhero integrity um, now I'm seeing, wow, he's got a lack of self-control. He's got mm-hmm. this area of his life that is just eating at him, and he doesn't have self-control. I, um, you know, there was a lot of arenas there that were an issue. So here we are, you know, a week later, we get married. We're newlyweds, and I felt like I was objectified. Sex was a real issue for me because I felt like at that point, I was just an object. Mm-hmm. We didn't go through anything early on. We didn't go through... I mean, we did premarital counseling way before, but right. that was that had come and gone. Right. And at that point, we were just young and dumb. We didn't talk to anybody else about it.
0: Sadly, we tried to go solo with this. We
1: tried to go solo. And by going solo, it means we pretty much did nothing. <laughs>
0: Exactly. at that
1: at that point in yep, our marriage exactly and we didn't we didn't talk to anyone else we didn't talk to a counselor we didn't we weren't really doing anything proactively it was just oh well I've disclosed this so now maybe it'll go away well I wasn't anyway
0: which to a degree <laughs> it did for me because that was the whole point of the self-disclosure is it's like hey here we go but then that sets us on a different path and that's one of the things that's that's important early on in this episode let's get this out there this came up last week too. This is an individual thing when you're talking about the, the struggle with pornography. It, it is not about the spouse. It's about the person that's struggling. The spouse is collateral damage. They get impacted by it. It does it does matter to them, but they are not the cause because there are countless guys I can think of. And w- wives would be in the same category. It's just not an arena of, of people I counsel with. I don't work with women in this struggle unless they're in the marriage. But, it is one of those things where we have this belief as adolescents and young stupid kids: marriage will take care of this for me,
1: right? And it it doesn't. And at that point, I still thought it was about me. I thought mm-hmm. it was not being pretty enough, not being secure enough, whatever the. Well, or confident I didn't. I didn't or... even understand right. insecurity at that point, right. right? Not even thinking, oh, this was going on well before he even knew me, right? And so. Therefore, yeah, it's not about me. So, yeah, my reaction, um, shock, uh, it was um, not reacting well in the bedroom, but not really understanding why. Mm-hmm. I, I, I didn't really get it at that point.
0: Right. So fast forward,
1: fast forward. a couple years,
0: yeah. several years, because this, this kind of set us on a seven-year, five to seven-year struggle. Uh, that we, we neither of us could really put a finger on um, but it, it i could looking back now t- 24 years later <laughs> at, at this yeah. thing um i can i can pinpoint that's that was a big a big factor and so fast forward and it's not like the problem went away uh, it's not like my struggle went away it just went underground um, and secretive again and so comes out get you know you get caught all the different things that, that happen and if you're you are uh, sadly a part of this struggle. You know exactly what I'm talking about when it, when it plays out in marriage. But what changed for us that really can start to address more accurately what did we do differently, how did we address this differently, is um, for me... I realized I've got to get my act together, not just in this arena, but in a lot of arenas of my life, because I had recognized I was not a man that I wanted to be. Yeah. I was not who I felt I was.
1: Yeah. And so yeah. I went
0: and did counseling off and on for almost two years. And Pam and I went together for some of those, but it was predominantly for me to just kind of. Confront some things
1: that I needed to deal with in life. Yeah. And that's a super important role. You know, so we came a, a few years later uh, when it kind of hit that nerve of we're hitting rock bottom. Um, at that point, I didn't want to sleep in the same bed. I didn't want to undress in front of you. I didn't want to even dress in a manner that I thought that you would find attractive. Yeah. Because At that point, you're just objectifying me like whatever else it is you see online.
0: Yeah. And that's...
1: Didn't want that at all.
0: That's an interesting thing to point out, Pam, just because I think couples need to hear both sides of this, that when a spouse finds out, and in our case, we're going to just keep it in the arena of the husband is the one that was using, knowing that's not always the case. Because we do get emails at feedback at that are the reverse. Right. But it's easier just to talk about our own experience and our journey and what we've learned from it. But it is just to, just to recognize that we have uh, reactions to this kind of hurt, to this kind of struggle. And while on my side of this equation, it could be, wait, hold on is now out in the open so I've got some relief and the guilt is not as as tough because that's not a secret anymore and it's all the weird little areas of our brain that almost unburden us but at the same time it is a hit to the spouse.
1: Yeah, so it's it, you know there's different things in life you've already had some time to process that now me as the spouse I'm just starting this processing yep. where maybe I should have seen some of the signs along the way but for whatever reason, here we are and at this point, now I'm just starting to process it and figure it out. Now what do I do from this point? Right. Right. And that's where counseling was a huge thing for us. Um you know, just talking to someone else is always a big deal. Verbalizing what you got going on goes a long way. Um, but that really showed each of us, our demons, our little back doors where Satan was getting in. So for you, it was pornography. It was that back door that Satan seemed to always, he had the key for, Mm -hmm. and he, he knew when to use it and how to use it. For me, it was other things, you know, it was insecurities or a number of different things that when I started realizing that... I became a little more attractive, hopefully, on the other side as well, right? (laughs) Right. Because for that period of time there, over those five to seven years, I I became a reactionary and didn't necessarily realize it. I Mm -hmm. would um, assume that anytime your eyes diverted somewhere, that they were for a negative purpose, Um, so I made a lot of assumptions Mm -hmm. that were totally unfounded. Well, not completely. (laughs) Because if you're talking about the concept
0: of no self-control, of, uh, really having a struggle of questionable integrity in some areas and arenas of my life, absolutely that's merited.
1: Yes. That's part of the hit. True. So not totally unwarranted. No, not at all. They were warranted, but. Not addressed appropriately.
0: Fair enough. Well, and then they also get, they can be magnified and they can be personalized when in reality it's not a personal attack. It's not a, wait, maybe I should be that person. Maybe I should be always provocative in the way I carry myself. No, 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 that does not solve and address what's really going on with this struggle.
1: Right, right. And so a lot of the things that helped, helped me in processing, of course, was the um, go into counseling. It also helped while it was terrible. We have some friends going through that same thing at the same time. And that's not something you typically talk about with people that right. that comes up, but it, it did come up with this couple, um, some friends from church. And so you and the other gentleman were able to kind of, be yeah. those partners for yeah, we, each other. We were
0: meeting for breakfast weekly.
1: Right, right, and his wife and I um, became close through that, and we able to just be real, just mm-hmm. flat out real with each other with what was going on and the struggle with that. And while it was it was a painful process, it was healing for for both of us as we were going through that. Yes. Uh, so that was that was another way that helped it. But another piece was um, you know, I, I have a, had a concern with, okay, computer it's there. It's easily accessible. The TV's easily accessible. And so my worry, 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 I was borrowing trouble all the time worrying. Um, you had brought up the, um, three X, you want to share what that is?
0: So one of the, one of the ways that you can help, um, recover from this and even then grow deeper uh, as, a, as an individual and then as a couple is I recognized the struggle I had and had hit the bottom point of like, you know what, I'm done with this. This is, this is not something I want in my life. And so I sought out what are the steps I can do to help protect myself and then also begin a journey of healing. With this, and so that's that's one component that's important because there are going to be couples in the instances where the whoever it is that's using is caught or discovered, and they don't want to stop. That's a different conversation than what we're having here,
1: because Certainly. there's even
0: components of I know in our audience that we have for Sexy Marriage Radio, some people that don't see an issue with this that they they use as a couple, they use individually. Okay, that's that's your own choice. This is not a value thing that hey, you got to stop. I'm not espousing that at all. I'm just saying there's call, there's there's fallout from this, there's impact from it. And so if you want to stop, recognizing that has to be your own choice. It's not because I don't want to get caught anymore. It's got to be a deeper issue of I want to stop. And so I had found um, for a while, we had used um, a filtering software where it was our ISP was actually through a filtered software where we would log in through their servers and it filtered a bunch of stuff. Um, there's also a lot of other stuff out there with covenant eyes. Um, XXXChurch.com is, is a great resource. They have uh, software that's available that can be used for computers, for phones, for iPads, for everything. Um, but the sad thing is with technology, one, there's so much out there of this pornography. And in fact, I actually heard, um, almost, well, I think it was almost 25%. uh, No, maybe that's a little bit, almost 20% of the internet is pornography. So you're talking about a ton of stuff that's out there. And so you can always find it. And I knew as my techno geek side, I can find my ways around that stuff. So what I've, what actually helped me was finding a software or it was just something we added to the computers, that it sent emails weekly of anything that was questionable. Uh, It sent an email to uh, the best friend I had that was walking alongside me on this, and then to Pam. Because one thing that's worth noting is if you're in this struggle, and you're wanting to address it, your spouse is not an accountability partner. That is not their job. You're talking about a power hierarchy that does not work for marriage. So it's, it's not, in my case, it's not Pam's job to ask me how I'm doing regularly. It's her job to ask how I'm doing when she's curious.
1: Right. And I do that. Yeah. I used to do that all the time. Um, and, and certainly that's been, that's been a change for us over the last, you know, 20 years, um, that has been beautiful. How we saw early on that wouldn't have been a question that I mm-hmm. was comfortable asking um, I didn't know what to do. We all we all grow and grow up, right? Yep. Um, but now it's no big deal. Hey, babe, how are you doing? Right. And that's coming from my heart yeah. because I don't want you to have that pain because I know that just kills you if you're if that's a struggle you got going on right. at that point.
0: And that, now then she's taking the stance of an ally in this, not the accountability partner. Absolutely. She's taking a stance of I want to help. I want to be alongside. I want to know. And if you think about it, listen to the sophistication of that. And this is, the, this is one of the beautiful things I've got with my wife, is the strength she has to be able to see and stand against this, to, to ask without repercussion necessarily. Obviously, there's a hit depending on the answer, but the willingness to say, you know what? I've got to face this. The courage to say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come at it head on. That's a strength and a solidness that I think we both strive for. And when we do that, that's what leads to the deeper possibilities of healing. Because now you're talking about a depth of a life and a depth of a relationship that you haven't had before. And these aren't causality kind of things. It's not because that depth was there. That's why the struggle happens. No, don't hear that, please. This is this is about a path forward is... And what I believe a healing when we're dealing with pornography and the virtual draw that it is, one of the paths forward that does really help is having real relationships with people, having real depth of a relationship with a spouse and real depths of a relationship with other people in your life, with friends, with family, to where you can say, you know what, and this is just the whole idea of Brene Brown's vulnerability, that vulnerability begets vulnerability. I'm amazed. Actually, I'm not amazed anymore. But (laughs) I look back at any time I say, yep, I've had this struggle. Here's what's going on. Whoever I say that to is like, me too.
1: Yeah, it's out there. Yeah. It's out there. And the only thing we're doing is just not disclosing it to people, right? (laughs) Yeah,
0: head head in the sand thinking, well, maybe if I don't acknowledge it, it's not there. Um, No, it's there. And this doesn't necessarily just mean the pornography struggle. This is just struggle in life in general. That if we'll share it with people, now all of a sudden we have deeper relationships with them.
1: Right, exactly. And that's
0: a huge step forward in healing to me. Because now you're using what marriage can become.
1: Which is what makes it so much richer. I I mean, you just think of the journey of life. If you've got a life without struggle, if you've got a life without any obstacles that you have to overcome, what story do you have to tell? What what journey is it that you've been on this, the struggles in our life are what help us grow. Those are what create the deeper bond mm-hmm. in a relationship. Now I don't want to wish this on anybody. Right? I don't want to, uh, you know, right. pray for them to go through a journey no. like this, but struggles are going to happen in life. So let's hit them head on together. And hopefully there's that desire to, to want to work on it together as a, as a couple.
0: Right. But I think you also have to recognize, and it's just what you alluded to several minutes ago, that when the struggle comes out uh, on this particular issue, it's normal to take it personal. It's normal to react like it's my fault if you're the wife in this, in this case. Yeah. Um, to, you know what? I'm going to hide myself more from you because I still remember changing in the closet. That you would do. And some of the different things was like, ouch, yeah. you know, that hurts. If I look at that from an objective point of view, I can see it though. I can understand. Okay, sure. So it's just recognizing we're going to react to these things because they're these are hits, but how do we then turn that to respond to it better? And if I can come at it from a powerful stance of it's not my job to satisfy these needs for you. It's not my job to hold you accountable for this. That's your own. You've got to do your own heavy lifting. That's a little different of a dynamic of, I want to be a partner in this, not the power player in this, because that sets up a dynamic of parent-child. And then all of a sudden, now you're playing it, You're playing a game that's different rather than, no, you know what? You need to make some of your own decisions on what you want to do about this. And I'll respond accordingly.
1: Yeah, I can live with that. My kids, if I'm doing parent-child, gosh, I'm just waiting to get them out of the house.
0: (laughs) That's that's a whole different context you're talking about with that. of Just waiting to get you out of the house, probably around the same time the kids get out of the house. Um, But it's seeing this as this is a journey that's real. Um, it's a journey that has a lot of pain, but it's survivable. And I, I hope people hear that and experience that, that we've had friends that have brought this up to us or people I've counseled in my office. And that's the one thing I'll say straight out is, you know what, this is survivable. Absolutely. That, that you, can, you can navigate this and that can actually be uh, healing and va- become valuable to you because what you struggle for is what we value. All the more. Oh,
1: absolutely! Yeah.
0: So, I don't know any any last little thoughts that come to mind on um, what what we've gleaned from this from your perspective. Because I've got a couple. I'll come at from a, a counselor side with my therapist hat for a second. But
1: for me, it's just the um, beauty of recognizing. I don't know if you're out there and you've just been married a couple years and you're young. Um, realize that you're going to see things differently later on down the road. And it's beautiful. uh, It's beautiful to see things in hindsight, but when you're going through it, um, you know, it's still a struggle no matter what, no matter what the new trial is in life, whether you're 50 or 25, it's still a struggle. But for me, the perspective has changed to say, okay, how am I going to grow through this? And, What's the end result going to be? Because we can certainly be better for it. I try and look at the the tough scenarios in life now and say, how's God molding me in this? How am I going to be better for this? And I've just got to take it from there and try and look at the nuggets that are going to come from whatever it is we're going through.
0: Yeah, and that's powerful because then you're starting to talk about what's my side of this equation from realistic, a more realistic viewpoint,
1: uh, th- and that's certainly what this has do- this is whole journey has done for us is make me switch to a uh, to looking at myself, mm-hmm. um, and and saying, you know what, it, whatever journey it is, I I can only be responsible for me. I can't make Corey, <laughs> I can't make Corey look away from things, right but I've got to be good with where I am and who I am
0: well and that's the idea the power of of two growing solid uh, trying to make themselves more attractive in their own eyes life yeah that it's it's the power of being able to say okay yeah I realize there are other attractive things in this world we live in you know God put together some people really well and uh, from a physical standpoint right. So what I can do with that, though, is recognize, okay, that's not as much of a threat if I'm living a full life and my partner is trying to do the same. Because if they can steer, because I'm a big believer, 100% of our sexual energy needs to be steered towards our marriage.
1: Yes, absolutely. That doesn't
0: mean 100% of our sexual energy comes from our marriage, though. Because life can still have triggers that are, that are arousing that you see something and you're turned on. Okay, I don't have fault with the fact that you're turned on as long as you're not lingering and objectifying and lusting fully on with your heart and your mind. But if you see something like, wow, that really got me kind of jazzed, and you steer that towards your partner, isn't that much healthier Absolutely, as a path forward? So it's starting to see this as this is a partnership and a collaboration we have, and we each have to carry our own weight and do the heavy lifting. So one of the last things I just want to point out is if you are a husband, and this is particularly for the men, but it, this would also apply for women, but most of the time, pornography and masturbation go hand in hand. Uh, there's a tie to these things. And so it's recognizing that um, how can you separate those two things out? How can you start to see, because it becomes pornography becomes an addiction, when you have the rewiring of your brain that's associated with orgasm and ejaculation because there is a chemical reaction that happens in your brain and that's what starts to create the different paths and the skewedness in our own brain when it comes to our sexuality and what turns us on that's why pornography is a progressive thing usually it's the law of diminishing returns that i got to seek out something a little more graphic or a little more taboo or a little more whatever to get to that threshold to get the same response well, it's recognizing if I can separate out those two, would you want to watch pornography if there wasn't masturbation involved? I mean, such the quality of acting? No. You know, you start, wow. to, you start to recognize, huh, what am I really doing with this? What is the point? Now, all of a sudden, if I separate those two out, I have an avenue to regain a little power and control and then steer it towards my marriage. Because then if I've got just this biological, well, I'm looking for a release, well, okay, I can do that alone or I can include my partner. But mm. I don't have to use pornography and that's a different path forward.
1: That's and, interesting. I hadn't thought of it in that regard.
0: And so it's one of those things that that has been incredibly powerful for my journey. It's been incredibly powerful for a lot of the men I've worked with in the husband mastermind groups where we, where we've gone on this topic because you start to see... I don't know, because you can get in this dilemma of a husband is like, well, if I take pornography and masturbation out of my life, then I'm just all at the whatever my wife is willing to do. And now I'm a captive and like, well, to a degree, yes, you are, because that's the, the beauty and the power and the struggle of a monogamous relationship. But that doesn't mean if I've just got, hey, look, I'm horny as can be. Are you interested or available? And she's like, no, OK, well, I can take care of a release myself. And still be in my mind much, much less guilty hmm. in the sense of I haven't crossed a line, <laughs> you know, I haven't gone to pornography and all these things, that's betrayal. Okay. Now all of a sudden I'm getting a little more power in my life. And I'm putting a little more pressure on the relationship. And it's more whole and it's more solid at least. Doesn't mean it changes it, but it does pressure it better. Hmm. And to me, power the power. And the strength in a negative way of pornography and this whole struggle is the secretness of it.
1: Oh, surely. Yeah. It, when, anything that's secret.
0: When we go underground with this kind of stuff, that's when Satan wreaks all kinds of havoc.
1: Yeah. That's with anything, right? You yeah. got an eating disorder. <laughs> you got porn. You got whatever Shopping, it is. Spending, Shopping, spending, yeah.
0: sleeping, laziness, all of that kind of stuff. When you're underground with it, it wreaks all kinds of havoc on your life and on your relationships. So to me, the idea is, if if I've got some stuff, sexually speaking, that is, I'm interested in in my life, how do I bring it out in the open? Because it's not like Pam's not reading it anyway, in my case.
1: Right. You know, no, she, no she knows kidding. me yeah. well
0: enough. So why don't I own that better and be more upfront about it? Because now I've got the possibility of a real relationship that I haven't had before.
1: Yeah. And because I know your heart for that, it's easier for me to share that with you right Right. to bring it up to be there to be your ally
0: yep i like that word well this has been sexy marriage radio thanks for taking some time out of the day to spend it with us so if there's something undone that we didn't cover feedback at sexymarriageradio.com we'll see you next time